milehighradio.com. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I have a frog in my throat today, so hopefully we will make this through without me having to hit the mute button one too many times. Anyhow, I am Deb Creer, I am the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And with me today, this is so exciting, is someone that I met, only online. See, folks, this is why we do this. So with me today is Martha Giffen. Welcome, Martha. Hello. Thank you so much. You know, people really underestimate the power of online introductions, don't they? I know, I know, you know, and, and uh, we definitely want to talk about all of that, but first, I want to give your bio. Now, one thing I discovered that's not in Martha's bio, and you may have picked up on it just from what she said, she's from the South. She actually is um, near Birmingham, which I had the opportunity to go to a conference over in Birmingham a couple of months ago, and can't wait to get back over there because it seems like such a fabulous city. Um, but anyhow, a little bit about Martha. Martha Giffen is the CEO of Best Kind Marketing. She is a social media strategist, business success coach, and author of the Amazon bestseller, Be Social, Be Rich. A former stay-at-home mom, Martha watched her husband build a lucrative business from the ground up, which fueled the flame in her heart to become an entrepreneur. With a desire to work from home and be her own boss, she jumped right in and never looked back, and the rest, they say, is history. Martha has built a highly profitable online business using social networking to connect with one person at a time. And we're going to come back to that, folks. She has co-authored several best-selling books, produced social media training programs, created motivational audios, and is an engaging and entertaining speaker. A favorite blogger with a large following, Martha dishes out plenty of Southern charm as she helps other entrepreneurs build their own profitable online businesses using the backdrop of her own real-life experiences and amazing results to help others achieve their own success. So, welcome, Martha. Thank you so much. I know. It does sound like I've had a life, doesn't it? I know, I know. You know, and, and it's cute. I always ask my guests for bios, and Martha sent two. She sent a short one and a long one, and I like the long one much better because I thought it gave a little bit more about her. So that was the one that I, I picked to read today. But, you know, let's just jump right in with the fact that, you know, you, you mentioned that you were a stay-at-home mom, which is obviously a fabulous career. You know, we don't ever, ever want to detract from that. But then you decided that you wanted to kind of get back into working. And why? <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I love people is mm-hmm. really, uh, you know, what it what it boils down to, and while I was raising my kids, I was always doing some things. It's not like okay. I was sitting there idle. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I was always doing some things to generate money. I always knew that if you sold something, uh, you could make money. So while they were growing up, I sold a variety of things. I sold mm-hmm. horrible encyclopedias. I sold cemetery lots at one, <laughs> at one time. 
And uh, before I got into the online marketing, I was selling real estate. So mm-hmm. I was actually doing some things uh, all the time. Even though right. I was a stay-at-home mom, I, mm-hmm. I really liked uh, being able to do something. Had the Internet been as big when I was staying home, mm-hmm. I would have jumped into that first, mm-hmm. really, because right. it's just such a wonderful way for uh, women to work around, you know, the baby mm-hmm. naps and all, right. the, all the craziness that goes with being a stay-at-home mom. Well, and, you know, I think that's one of the things that stay-at-home moms and, and dads tend to kind of forget is they are doing a lot of things while they're home. Um, yeah. You know, and and it's it's great to have these resources. And it's funny, I've worked with stay-at-home moms when they get back into the, the job market. You know, what are they supposed to put on LinkedIn? Well, so many of them were doing exactly what you were doing. And they were also volunteering. And, you know, all these things that look great on a resume. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I definitely was in some leadership roles already with, uh, you know, my children's activities, you know. So, absolutely, all of that needs to be uh, put mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Great. So then why did you decide social media? You know, obviously you are a social person, as as we mentioned, and that's <laughs> that's why I love social media, too. But why did you think, okay, this is something that I can do and <clears throat> I can make money at? Well, you know, it really kind of fell in my lap in some ways. I had I read The Secret back in 2008, and I was really interested in the law of attraction and mm-hmm. um, looked online to see who had the biggest presence that was in that book, and it happened to be Joe Vitale. And by mm-hmm. looking at what he was doing uh, kind of uh, led me to Pat O'Brien, who was being mentored by Joe at the time, and the two of them together were talking a lot about, you know, that they were making money online, and it just mm-hmm. really sounded attractive. And I, at the same time, had logged into Twitter. That was 2008, mm-hmm. when there weren't so many people on it, and I right. was mm-hmm. able to connect with both of them uh, on Twitter. And all of a sudden, I realized that, um, you know, that was going to be the new way to meet people that you could have never met. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other way. Long story short, I bought a ticket and went down to San Antonio to one of Pat's uh, on seminars, uh, met Joe and Pat, and just really um, listened to everything that they said. Pat wrote a book called uh, Your Portable Empire, which I really used as a guideline until I hired a business coach, which I must say I did pretty quickly on because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I knew where I wanted to go, and so I just always am good about finding somebody to take me there. The social media, how that came about, I was learning about online marketing. I was in, actually, the motivational niche, and he created my first product, which was a little um, CD that I sold called Rewired, and it was, um, you know, it's an MP3, and I sold it online. Mm -hmm. So that was my first indication that I could make a product. But the Twitter thing kept growing. I kept meeting more people, and then I started getting people asking me, you know, how, how are you doing this? How are you meeting people? Right. And so, you know, gradually I started charging people to show them how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. led to my first Twitter product. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny. I've had people tell me, "Well, why do you charge? It seems like you have fun doing what you do." And I tell them, "What? It's so I shouldn't make money at it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that's the thing. Whatever we are good at, and in my case, it's really uh, conversations. Mm-hmm. Whatever we're good at is really what we're meant to to use to right. make money. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't understand uh, the people that say that too, because really, if you are doing something that uh, really warms your heart and you have a passion for, 
um, the money really comes pretty easy, and mm-hmm. who doesn't want to work and have fun doing it? Right, right. Well, you know, you you mentioned that you had connected with Joe Vitale um, via Twitter. And in your book, which I read, it's a, it's a great book. Um, you know, one of the things that you talk about is really how to use Twitter to connect with people. So, you know, and, and so many people, including sometimes myself, think of Twitter as just kind of this little thing that's kind of out there. You know, and, and I do use Twitter, a, you know, quite a bit, not nearly as much as I should, but what are yeah. tips that you have to really use Twitter to, con- you know, so not just give information, but how do you use Twitter to connect with people so that then you can either meet them in real life or, or just online? Well, that's that's the thing. Uh, we can all blast out all the content we want, mm-hmm. but what good is that? I mean, really, it's all about the people at the other right. end of those um, Twitter handles. So mm-hmm. what I find with Twitter is people are in the moment. I mean, they mm-hmm. are there right then when they're there. And they expect people to hop in the conversations. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's really what mm-hmm. I do. Right. You know, if we're talking about something that I'm interested in, I just hop right on in and mm-hmm. uh, insert myself. And I've never had, um, I've never had anybody tell me to go away because if you're on there, that's kind of what you're on there for. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it reminds me, if you remember the old chat rooms from when AOL first mm-hmm. came into being mm-hmm. and I right. think Yahoo had them too. It really reminds me of that, you know, mm-hmm. one big conversation. Now, to use it in your business and for marketing, you have to be a little bit more strategic with it. You know, you're looking for people who need what you offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many ways to do that. Um, you know, there's tweet chats going on all the time that you can jump in uh, that might have something to do with your niche. You ask questions. Uh, throw questions out there and see what kind of answers you get back. It's not, um, it's not quick. I mean, you have to stay on there and, you know, be there to participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing. You know, I am for automation. And let's just say it on the front end that I do automate some of my social media. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the only thing that I'm automating is really my blog post and content okay. that I'm sending out. Mm-hmm. Because that is what I'm giving my uh, followers, that's why I'm giving them, you know, the meat of what they need, uh, you know, from me as far as, you know, what they can read. Mm-hmm. But engagement, that is not going to happen through automation. Mm-hmm. If I want to talk to somebody, I've got to be there on the other end. And that's why I always say I'm connecting one person at a time because mm-hmm. that's really what I'm doing. And I try to take it as really as quickly as I can to another level, either a private message or even a phone call, mm-hmm. uh, depending on, you know, what somebody needs. So um, I do have a unique way of doing it. I think somebody described it, uh, Kim MacArthur, actually, as I'm, I'm doing a customer service type of, <laughs> type of business as far as how I get my people, uh, you know, a one-on-one. But, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, when it all comes down to it, that's what it's all about. It's mm-hmm. about the other person. It's what I can offer them and having a quick conversation. Um, now, I always are, say that social media is not about technology. It's right. about conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to me, I think that's where people get lost. You know, I, I home office just like you do. And I'm obviously very social too. And, you know, my cats got tired of me talking to them and, and they really can't carry on good conversations. So that's how I first discovered social media. It was more, you know, just in connecting with people because I, I have my own PR and marketing firm, but you know, I, I needed to talk to people. 
you know, whether it was about, you know, what TV show I watched last night or, you know, the, the football games that happened over the weekend or, you know, the, the business things. I use social media initially as that kind of connectivity to the world. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, for the home, for people that are running home businesses, I mean, we all know, for all you working home moms out there and everybody operating home-based business, we get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a long, it's lonely in that office every day. Right. So social media has really broken that barrier. But saying that, uh, it can also be the downfall oh, of yeah. a good home-based business because mm-hmm. you still have to be, you have to remember, you're in business to make money. Mm-hmm. So I really call it social media with a purpose. Right. You know, there mm-hmm. really is a strategy when I'm out there talking to people and it has to do with finding clients. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? That's what we're that's what we're all trying to do is uh, make a living with our business, mm-hmm. and just chatting it up is fun. And people will do that with you all day. Make no mistake about it; they will do that all with right. you all day. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you've got to uh, ask for the order in some kind of way. Well, and I think that's where so many business owners think that social media is a waste of time because they see this yeah. little chatty, chatty, chatty going on. So when, when a business person comes to you, you know, so maybe it is somebody who's in a, an office and they have, you know, multiple employees and they say, Martha, social media is a waste of time. What do you tell them? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I tell them, you know, let's try it for 90 days. My way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I tell them. But I work with a lot of people who have, um, you know, what I would call working more businesses, mm-hmm. uh, decorators, dentists, people of that nature. Mm-hmm. And really, they're, they really are doing the same thing. They, you know, they don't have to be there all day long, mm-hmm. but they can tell, it's really about telling the story of what you're mm-hmm. doing and drawing mm-hmm. people into your story where they want what you're offering. Uh, for instance, a decorator, um, you know, she can use images of before and after. And she really doesn't have to be chit-chatting, but she's actually showing, you know, the the work that she's doing mm-hmm. and how beautiful right. it is. So she's pulling people into the story that way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, with a dentist or an orthodontist, you know, they're showing pictures of people with straight teeth, with beautiful smiles, mm-hmm. you know, and what they can do. And, you know, their office hours are this time or, you know, uh, whatever their um, neatness is, they need to draw on that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, for businesses who say it takes up too much time, I say give it 90 days and right. then tell me if you think it takes too mm-hmm. much time. You know, see if you've got a client first from it. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's all about kind of adding that value. You know, the the good example is that is that decorator. You know, so maybe she does a post about a new trend in you know holiday decorations. She's not talking about herself. She's just providing information, and I think that's one of the keys that so many businesses get caught up in is it's the all about me story, and that gets boring really fast. You know, we we don't like that. So you know, if the decorator posts, you know, she just found a great fabric that she can't wait to use and then you know she posts a picture of that or you know she has people submit the ugliest kitchens you know that they've seen all of those various things are great ways to as you just said start people telling the story yes and that's really what we're doing and and oh, i'm so glad you brought up that so many businesses are all about their business Mm-hmm. Because if they're really going to be a fast growing or a growing business, 
It's not about them. It's about right. the customers. Mm-hmm. And the sooner they get that, the better. And I even tell people in their social, when they're doing their social media and they're setting up their profiles all across, all across, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, wherever you're going, um, even your profile should be 80% about them and 20% right. about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can drop all that, you know, I did this when, get to the part where you can do something for them. That's mm-hmm. what they want to know, what's in it right. for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one of the, the most overlooked um, tips, I think, as far as businesses that are trying to use social media effectively mm-hmm. is that they're talking too much about themselves and not what they can do for the mm-hmm. client. Right. And then they don't get results and they do think, well, this was a waste of time. Yeah. I mean, it's just like anything else. I mean, here's the deal. Even if you are a brick and mortar store and you put your store up and you put a sign up there, some kind of way you have got to get people to come in the door. Now, let's mm-hmm. just face it. They are not going to come in. The, it's, it's not built right. and they will come. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with social media. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I wonder so many people who have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. and they have a Facebook page because they've been told they need one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and so they started it, and then... Yeah, it makes no sense, you know. So, you know, you have to have a you have to have a strategy, and you have to have mm-hmm. a process for using social media. And, you know, of course, that's why I come in with my phone. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that one of the things that, that really ties into this fact is, you know, somebody does have, say, a Facebook page. And I'll go and I'll look at it, and the last post was months ago. And then they wonder, well, why doesn't this work? You know, it's it's all about being consistent and being there on a regular basis. Yes, and it goes back to your purpose. I mean, to me, social media, all of the sites are simply tools to send people to my website mm-hmm. because my oh. website is where, you know, that's what's happening. That's what's going on. That's why I'm putting people in my sales funnel. You know, that's what's going on. Uh, that's why I want them to buy my product. So they need to think about social media sites as simply tools. And I do think people miss the boat there. I mean, if you put a Facebook page up and you don't have a purpose for it mm-hmm. other than I have a Facebook page, it, you, it is going to be a big fat fail. Right. It needs to be a place where you are giving out relevant content and mm-hmm. you're telling them where to go to your site, what you've got on your site, you know, uh, you're enticing them to um, do something. Mm-hmm. All the actions are so important. And, uh, yeah, somebody who's posted, you know, three months ago is it's just, you know, what's the point? Right. Nobody's, you know, it, fo- it's... nobody's following you. <laughs> it's just like if you only opened your door for your business once a month, you know, you're really not going to get anything from that. And, you know, and, and that I think is, is really probably one of the biggest downfalls that I see from people is they only post every once in a while. And then they really do wonder why it doesn't work. You know, I'm probably guilty of that on Twitter. You know, I try and post several times a day, but I don't always make that. And, you know, and then, and then I do think, well, Twitter doesn't seem to be working for me. Well, it's because I'm not using it the right way. Yes, I have so many people that come to me that just don't get Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I have Twitter training that I do that is called TweetWithMartha.com. Ooh. And that's where I show people exactly how to use Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of the social media sites have their own quirks, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to understand how the site works. And you know what? Why not take a course? 
a quick course. It takes mm-hmm. about an hour, an hour and a half to master it. Nice. And, you know, quit haphazardly trying to do your marketing. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so with Twitter, I always send people to my tweetwithmarket.com and let them Great. If they have questions after that, they can, you know, ask. But, you know what, it's just like we were talking about, you know, your storefront and getting people in the door. You would not sit there and uh, try to figure out your mm-hmm. advertising. You mm-hmm. would go to a PR firm, an advertising firm, and let them show you what mm-hmm. you need right. first. It's right. the same thing with the social media sites. Go to somebody who's already using it and get the information. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, the same thing goes with trying to figure out where you should be on social media. You know, that, that PR marketing firm might tell you, you know, you shouldn't be in, in television advertising. You need to be in radio or billboards. Yeah. You know, so many people pick the wrong platforms. And now it's, it's kind of tricky because one of the things I tell people in my sessions is, you know, pick one and pick the one, you know, if you're already there that you're kind of comfortable with. But, you know, at the same point, you need to think, is this where my market is? Um, I had somebody contact me a couple weeks ago and, and they are, um, an author. She's a, an author and she's written a book for women. 65 and over. And she was asking me if Twitter was going to be good for her. And I said, I wouldn't, you know, I, I would focus on other things first. <laughs> um, yeah, I but, mean, and that's what we do. When I, when I take on a client, the very first session we have is mm-hmm. I want them to define for me who their ideal client is. Mm-hmm. And we spend a lot of time on that because if they don't know their ideal client, they right. don't really know their market. Mm-hmm. So once they know their ideal client, then I can pretty much guide them into where their ideal client is going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if it's business to business, they need to be on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have a business that's very visual, um, then, my gosh, Pinterest is probably oh. going to be the place for them. Definitely. So, you know, it, yeah, it really depends on who their ideal client is. Mm-hmm. And so that is always where I start mm-hmm. uh, with the people that work with me because, you know, you just can't. You cannot just throw stuff on Twitter or Facebook and, and hope it sticks. You've got to, um, there, you know, there is a purpose to the madness. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, it, it's marketing 101 to figure out who your target audience is. You know, I always love it when somebody says, oh, it's everyone. No, it's not. You know, Walmart doesn't target everyone. Starbucks doesn't target everyone. Um, one of my favorite uh, lessons that, that I learned one time back in Denver was, you know, we asked a person, you know, who her target audience was, and, and she sold skincare products. And she said, everyone. And we all kind of went, uh... And and then we worked with her and we said, you know, who really do you want to work with? And she said, well, actually, teenage boys between 16 and 18 who have acne problems. You know, if 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 she said her her audience was everyone and it was a skincare product for the life of us, we couldn't think of anybody who had skin. I mean, you know, it was and but if if she said, you know, that teenage boy, 16 to 18 with acne problems, we came up with three or four people right away. So that's all about how you have to, to target your market. Oh my gosh, yes. And I mean, you need to know, so you need to know, you know, where, where they play, what books mm-hmm. they read, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how much money, uh, they spend on your product every month. Right. You know, mm-hmm. in that skincare, uh, niche, you would need to know that. So yes, I mean, all of that really plays a role into, uh, trying to figure out social media. And you know, that is really, I'm glad that we're talking about this, uh, topic because that to me seems to be one of the biggest drawbacks. 
uh, everybody's overwhelmed with social media, and mm-hmm. the reason they're overwhelmed is because they don't know where they should be. Right. Uh, and they think they should be media. everywhere. Yes, and it's just not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm on all the sites because, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a social media person. Mm-hmm. But the bulk of my clients are, are coming from just a couple of sites. They're not coming mm-hmm. from all the sites. Right. And I don't mind saying that. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm glad we're having this conversation because mm-hmm. I think the overwhelm comes from trying to trying to be everything to all the sites, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work. Right. Well, and, and the nice thing is you can have a presence on more sites by doing some things like automating, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, yeah, you know, you, you mentioned it at the start that you automate kind of the basic things, which is what I do too. You know, I see, I use Buffer app and so I'll automate posting links to great articles that I find, but I always still put a personal comment in there. You know, and, and most importantly, I make sure I've read the article because, you know, you can get yourself in oh some big God. trouble if you. <laughs> Yeah, we could, you know what, that could be a whole show. Oh, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> people, know, and, and, people that put out articles they've never read. Oh, my gosh, that's one of my pet peeves. Well, Please and, know what you're saying. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, on Facebook, I also always look where it came from. Um, you know, it might be a great article, but the original poster might not exactly be somebody that I'm wanting to promote or look like I'm an aff- affiliated with. So, you know, I, I do tend to kind of look at those. And, and it's funny when I see people post things and then somebody else will say, uh, do you know where that came from? They're like, well, but it was a cute video. Yes, I've seen that also. Yes, people are, you know, they'll just share um, a quote that they saw, but they're not looking at where it came from. And right. It would be like one of the most offensive signs mm-hmm. in their mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it's funny because I was looking on your website, and that's kind of the topic of your most recent blog post, which is your online reputation. And, you know, to me, that is absolutely critical. You know, I see so many people post things where, you know, they're, they're saying, well, it's only going to my friends. But it, yeah. it's not, you know, and, and obviously things do depend on your privacy settings, but I don't ever count on those. You know, those, those can be, you right. know, but, you know, that's like assuming that your friends are never going to refer business to you, refer clients to you, you know, all of those things. There are people that I have, have been friends with on Facebook that I would not refer business to or clients to based on their posts. And, and the bad part is they might have been joking. They might have been playing devil's advocate. Their account might have been hacked. Who knows? Yeah. But, you know, your online reputation really is so very important. Yeah, you've touched on a really good point there because, um, you know, you really, as a business owner, you have to sit down and decide on the front end how you are going to portray yourself online, and it is so critical. Um, you know, if you're somebody who thinks telling off-color, off-color jokes is fine, then so be it. But I can tell you it's going to come at a cost right. of your business. Mm-hmm. So you really, yeah, you really have to think about that. And I'm not saying be fake. I think everybody should have a point of view and put it out there. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also think that you should have some rules and guidelines for yourself. Mm-hmm. I certainly do. Uh, well, you know, there's certain things that I just don't post about. Yeah, and and you have to be aware that whatever you're posting about can be misinterpreted. You know, it's it's there forever. So, you know, when you're posting things, you know, I, I have a, a, a good friend who's going through what what appears to be online, at least, an extremely nasty divorce. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's just one of these people who is going to beat this horse to death. And, you know, and, and, and it's funny because his friends have started calling him on it. 
and saying, you know, enough. We're, we're tired of hearing this. You need to, to buck up and, and, you know, do things better. And hello, remember that your soon to be ex-wife can print what you're saying and take it to an attorney. Yes. I mean, you know, especially, uh, the younger generation, I'll mm-hmm. say, you know, they really will put out some things or, you know, one, one great rule to follow is just don't post in anger. Right. You know, if you're angry, stay away from your computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you're a business person, I mean, my goodness, you know, you may have a pet peeve, and I do a lot of times, and I will get on a soapbox about it. But I'm also very aware of my words and how I'm saying it, because mm-hmm. obviously with me it always has to do with social media or your right. blog mm-hmm. or a website. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and it's usually a problem, I think, over and over, and I just feel the need to correct it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... But there's a way to do that uh, without coming across as like, you know, just an angry old woman. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you really have to pay attention to your words on uh, online, just like right. in general, you know, just like in talking. You know, and, and it's funny because, you know, I think that is probably one of the, the, the things that concerns me the most about social media. And, and it's especially on Facebook. I mean, you know, but, it's nice that we can't really pull the the uh, Facebook posts and Twitter that much into LinkedIn anymore. You know, that kind of got rather overwhelming. So on LinkedIn, you just see, for the most part, the professional posts. But I do see people post on Facebook things that they really shouldn't. Yes, yes. Yes, I, I mean, the lines are very much blurred. Mm-hmm. Um, because I make my living online, I am aware of it, but so right. many people are not. They're, they're using Facebook for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, if you are the face of your business, you're always the face of your business. And right. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So you need to walk around like you're the face of your business mm-hmm. and, you know, take it seriously. Um, you know, that's what it's all about. And I mean, in my case, you know, I'm, I tend to associate with people of integrity anyway, so I don't really see too much. Um, of the craziness out there, but uh, I know that people just don't use common sense sometimes. Mm-hmm. But when it comes mm-hmm. to your business, you are, you're the face of your business, so right. pay attention to what you're putting out yep. there. Yeah. Well, amazingly enough, we're at the bottom of the hour. And when we come back, I want to start talking about something you just mentioned, and that is, you know, you associating with other people who are of integrity. And I want to talk about what you call the sphere of influence. So when we come back, let's talk about that. I am Deb Creer, and I am talking with Martha Giffen, author of Be Social, Be Rich. We're definitely going to talk more about your book. Um, we're on Mile High Radio, and when we come back, we will talk about spheres of influence. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant Real life isn't like TV. Bad guys don't read scripts. When a crisis occurs, only solid training will be enough to potentially save your life and the life of your family. At Duty to Act, owned and operated by Navy SEAL Jimmy Graham, our focus is to make sure you have all the training you need to be the first and last line of defense against unwanted intruders. Duty to Act is a professional defense company that offers the best training in the world to prepare individuals to protect themselves and their family members against real-world threats of today. 
The Close Quarters Defense System is the world's best and most proven real-world defense system. Its foundation has been taught to our nation's most elite operators for the past two decades. Other classes we offer are active shooter response, home defense, women's defense, and more. Now, it's your turn. To find out more or to sign up for classes, find us online at dutytoact.com. That's dutytoact.com. Or call 720-644-7552. Remember, the life you save may be your own. If your mom or loved one lives alone, one call to LifeWatch can end your worries for their safety. We're here 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you call us right now, we'll send you absolutely free an information-packed report on the nine most important things you need to know to make sure your parents are safe when living alone. It's completely free. Call us right now. 800-515-6927. Put your mind at ease with LifeWatch. Dial 800-515-6927. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And we are back. Thank you for being my friend. Um, I, I love having the bumper music that, you know, fits the, the theme of our shows. So with me today is Martha Giffen. Before we go any further though, Martha, tell everybody how they connect with you. Uh, they can go to my site, MarthaGiffen.com, and it's G-I-F-F-E-N is how you spell my last name, MarthaGiffen.com. Great. You know, and there's, you know, as I, as I was saying, tons of great resources there. You know, so make sure that you check that out because Martha has such fabulous tips that, you know, whether you're online just for fun or online for business or a combination of, you know, that's really where, um, you know, you can learn a lot of great information. So let's jump back in um, because I, you know, I, I mentioned Martha is the author of Be Social, Be Rich. And part of the reason I really love this book, it's it was written several years ago. And the tricky thing with social media books is they're often out of date before they're ever published just because social media changes so quickly. But the way this book is written, it's not this go to this place, press this button, this is what you do. It's an overall concept on how to use social media. So it is just as as valuable today as it was when it was written. Thank you so much for saying that because, you know, I do have people that question the fact that it's two years old and I'm like, you know what, it's not it's not a book of technology. It's right. a book on how to be social mm-hmm. uh, and make money online. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, thank you for saying that because I still give book reviews, uh, you know, today of people mm-hmm. read, who just pick it up for the first time. Right. And I'm so proud of that because really the title, Be Social, Be Rich, mm-hmm. has a lot to do with the rich part. Of course, we are wanting to increase our bottom line, which it tells mm-hmm. you how to do, but mm-hmm. also um, the richness of your life. Right. It mm-hmm. comes from, you know, the people that you meet. Author social media, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, and and the be social part is not exclusively about social media. You know, you've got a little bit in there about how to network, and you know that that if at all possible, meet people in real life, because that's really where we build those relationships, people, where we know if we want to to work with them. Um, you know, it's it's great meeting them online, and sometimes that is the only way. Um, but you know, those face to face things, I think people have kind of gotten away from them because they figure, oh, I can just connect with them on LinkedIn and I don't really have to go meet them. Eh, meet them if you can. 
Yeah, I, I think that there's a misconception about that. I think that people did start, uh, you know, quit going to live events and quit going to networking events because they thought they could do everything online. And I'm just as guilty of that. Mm-hmm. But um, when it, when push comes to shove, you still need to be uh, networking. And that's what that's what being social is. It's strictly right. networking. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I do kind you know, I, I obviously do a combination. But one of the things that, that I do is... After I go to in-person networking, I connect with people online. If I, you know, if I hadn't already connected with them. And typically, I just use LinkedIn. You know, if they want to connect with me on Facebook, that's perfectly fine. But I understand that that is someone's, you know, oftentimes their personal space. So I give them that option. But, you know, that's a great way to build your connections every single time you, you go out is you go back and you connect with them online. Oh, always. I mean, I always connect with people online. Usually, if I've been, if I'm, if I'm coming back with cards, I'm usually going to actually give them a phone call. But, uh, yes, I mean that—that's the name of the game. Is mm-hmm. we're connecting with people, and it's just you know how, however we decide to do it. For me, social media works. There is no greater fun, really, for me in my business than to go to a live event and have mm-hmm. someone come up to me and already know who I am because mm-hmm. they have followed me on. Uh, my site, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, I read your blog all the time," and and maybe I didn't know that, you know, they right. have never mm-hmm. left a comment. I don't have any idea. They're not a client, and mm-hmm. um, there is something about that that just really warms my soul that mm-hmm. uh, people can recognize me just from my online presence. Mm-hmm. And I have to interject here. Um, that's why our pictures online are so important. Yes. Uh, you know, don't, don't put a picture up that's, you know, five years old and you don't look the same because mm-hmm. really you'll be embarrassed when people meet you. They won't tell you that, oh my gosh, she looks nothing like her picture, but they're going to go tell all the friends. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you really want to keep that current and up to date. So when people see you in real life, they'll mm-hmm. recognize you. In my case, I wear that red, red jacket a lot, uh, <laughs> just because. <laughs> Because I've kind of branded myself with that. So mm-hmm. I've got a, a multitude of red jackets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I'm out in public, people will uh, right. might recognize me because they've seen me online. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and what this leads to is, is what you were talking about in your book with the sphere of influence. And I love this chapter title, Where It All Leads or How I Ended Up in a Magazine Centerfold. So tell <laughs> us about that. I, you know, I, I thought this was very good. Well, I actually, you know, you're always building your sphere. And that's the people that, uh, you know, you surround yourself with, the people, mm-hmm. the followers that, that you have and, you know, you're growing your community. And you're all, you should always uh, try to connect with people who are doing what you already want to do. Like mm-hmm. someone said to me early on, you know, if you want to be a millionaire and you don't have a millionaire in your sphere, it's not going to happen. Right. I mean, if you want to be a millionaire, go hang out with some millionaires. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not like that. Um, and my sphere has been very good to me. I've got just an awesome network of people. They are what shot my book into the bestseller ranks. Mm-hmm. It really, I mean, we had a nice marketing plan in place, but I can tell you it was my network of people uh, talking about it on social media, telling their friends about it, and that was really where it went. And the thing in the magazine, uh, the Fast Company magazine, and it was one of those deals where it, it depended on how many people, I forgot exactly how it was, uh, the contest, but um, how many people clicked on my picture to say that they were in my sphere determined uh where a fast company puts you, you know, right. number mm-hmm. one or how many other people they had. 
And it was a centerfold, and um, it started out with the big pictures of the top three or four, mm-hmm. and then the pictures got smaller to the end. You couldn't even see them. Well, my picture was actually big enough you could see me because my cool. picture was, mm-hmm. was pretty uh, great. So I'm still pretty proud of that. Uh, my spirit has always uh, continued to grow, and, you know, the thing is you are going to attract like attract like. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, be what you want to attract is mm-hmm. part of it, too. Right. Um, you know, I also try to give back, you know. I promote other people. I read mm-hmm. other people. I share other people's things, you know. Um, be a giver, and it just comes back to you 10, 100 fold. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and this, you know, as you were saying, the sphere of influence is so important because we do attract like people. And... You know, it's funny, we were talking earlier about the people who are posting negatives. If you look at the people who comment, they're also posting a negative. You know, and and, and now, granted, there are people who they like to be Eeyore, and they're just going to be Eeyore their entire lives. That's not who I want to associate with, you know. And, and, and you know, if somebody is having a bad day, you know, I, I feel badly for them. You know, and, and I might, you know, tell them, you know, hope things are better, you know, and, and things like that. But if they're continually posting about it, pretty soon I either hide them or I unfriend them or, you know, all those various things. Because we don't like, you know, as a, as a rule to be around people who are posting that way. And the same thing goes with businesses. I mean, you know, I've I've seen businesses post negative and, oi, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's amazing how fast that goes downhill. Yeah, and really, if you are, um, you know, if you're usually posting positive, which I uh, try to do uh, always, uh, mm-hmm. it's amazing how the negatives will all of a sudden not even be in your awareness. Right. Um, you know, I used to complain about, I call them the negative Nellies, but I've noticed that um, the more I, I don't know, they're just not in my awareness as much anymore because I'm uh, attracting a different type of uh, person, I believe, so mm-hmm. I'm happy about that. Right. But yeah, even with your business, I mean, my goodness, never ever go in there and blast a competitor oh. or do anything of mm-hmm. that nature. You know, you're just asking for trouble when you right. do something like that. And there's no need to. You know what? Uh, it's a big universe out there, and there's really no competition. No. You will attract the clients that are drawn to you mm-hmm. and the ones that, you know, will make your business grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really do believe that. So. Well, and and it's interesting because one of the things businesses tell me is, you know, I don't want to be on social media because what if somebody posts something negative? Well, you know, if, if they're posting something negative, they're posting it anyway. So it's yeah. better for the business to be there to try to fix it. Um, and it's it's very interesting because, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, I, I've watched business posts and, you know, maybe somebody say it's a restaurant and somebody had a bad meal. If they... You know, just let that go. Then all sorts of other people start posting that they had a bad meal. If they yeah. say, "Oh dear, we are so sorry. Please contact us offline. We'll make sure that uh, you can come back and have a free appetizer." Yada yada yada. Then they have all these people that post, "Oh, it's a fabulous restaurant. I love going there." Yeah. So you you kind of turn that sphere around, and that to me is is one of the most important reasons to really be on social media. Yeah, um, yeah. The customer service has become a nightmare for some businesses mm-hmm. that don't have, uh, you know, something in place, some guidelines for um, their business. But um, 
like you say, I would take a negative comment that was directed at my business. I would probably try to take offline as quickly as I could. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, dive things that, you know, make them happy in whatever way that I could. And then I would probably suggest that maybe they went back on to social media to let people know that I had satisfied mm-hmm. whatever it was their need was. Right. So, you know, it can work both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, always, you know, the, the customer's always right. Come on, people. I know. <laughs> You know, you can sit there and argue with them, mm-hmm. and or you can make them happy and go your merry mm-hmm. way. Right. You know, and, and obviously, if there's bad language, things like that, then it immediately needs to go offline, and you need to delete those posts. I mean, you don't want those still there. But, you know, it, it's a great way to interact with people. And, and the whole thing with the sphere of influence is your supporters hopefully will then kind of jump on board and be saying, oh, now, you know, this this is a fabulous restaurant, service, product, whatever. And and that really is part of why you want to build that big sphere of influence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know in the – I've really had – it's very rare that I get a negative remark, but I've had a couple in my, in my, in my day. Mm-hmm. And usually my sphere will jump in. <laughs> And I don't have to say that right. a mm-hmm. They will jump in and say, you know, I've worked with Mark, I found her to be great, you know, yada, yada. So, uh, yes, another good reason to have um, an army of um, raising fans around you. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I always do for my guests is I ask them to give me talking points. And Martha's talking point was the best-kept social media secret. You need to grow your business. So, Martha... It's time to share. What is the best kept social media secret that you need to to grow your business? Well, I actually think uh, the best kept secret is that you take it to the phone. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody in LinkedIn, ah. Twitter, and Facebook mm-hmm. all lend itself to this. And here's what I mean: um, every day you're going to be getting new followers. Every day on LinkedIn, you're going to get, um, you know, people who've requested to connect with you. And most people will just accept the new connection. On Facebook, they'll just accept the new follower. You know, on Twitter, they'll see who it is, and they'll be done with it for the day. But to me, you've really missed the best opportunity to, to connect with a future client, and that is say something to them. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, right after they have connected you or later in the day or even the next day, go in and say, uh, thank you so much for connecting with me, you know, and then say something personal. Look, Take the time to look at their profile. See what right. they do. Mm-hmm. And say, you know, I notice you do X, I do Y, maybe we can work together, whatever you need to say. But go ahead and start the conversation. To me, that's the best-kept secret. Everybody is out there click, click, clicking away, mm-hmm. and they're not developing the conversations. The conversations are where the business is happening. Mm-hmm. So you know what? If you decide not to have the conversations, then good luck to you using social right. media mm-hmm. because it's a lot harder to get the business without, uh, you know, actually talking to people. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I call it the best-kept secret because it's just, you know, talk to people um, individually and see mm-hmm. where it leads. Well, and one of the things you mentioned that's so important, at least to me, is, you know, don't just accept. 
look at them. You know, go go yeah. see why they might have connected with you. Now, you know, I'm I'm not as good about this on Facebook. I do always look at the profiles because I want to make sure that you know they're not you know somebody creepy or, or something like that. Right. But right. you know, I'm like, oh well, you know, they're a friend with Martha. They requested a friend. Okay, so you know, but you know, always look at that. And and it's funny because I am in the process of having an online discussion with somebody on LinkedIn right now who connected with me and um I I you know I she sent me a request to connect I did look at her profile fairly new to to LinkedIn because she has less than 200 friends but then she immediately started spamming me and the first one was um she sent me a, a note on LinkedIn what's this I hear that you're thinking about voice um over internet protocol well, where would she have gotten that? I mean, you know, so that was clearly spam. So I didn't respond. Then the next one was, if you really want to be successful on social media, here's tips you should follow. That's when I thought, okay. <laughs> and, and so I, I sent her a polite note and I said, you know, I, it looks to me like you might be new to this. You need to really read my profile because you know, to see what I do, because, you know, now granted, somebody might send me a great tip on social media and it would be fabulous, but she, she obviously had absolutely no idea what I did. So to me, it was an offensive type of email. And I think that's where well, exactly. people do go and, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We should say on the front end, please, please, please don't spam anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not cool. Um, you know, I mean, make a real connection, you know, mm -hmm. be, don't just be interesting, but right. be interested. Mm -hmm. Now, being interested in uh, what the other person's doing. Now, I'm not uh, dumb enough that I don't think that um, sales is not a numbers game. I know that it is. Right. I know mm -hmm. to make, uh, you know, to make more money in your business, it's a numbers game. But when you are doing social media, you really have to remember that it's people on the other end, and you just mm -hmm. cannot go at it like, um, you know, collecting numbers because that's just not going to work. What you need to do is find quality people and connect with them and bring them into your sales funnel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, of course, what I use social media for, too, is to send people over to my site right. where there'll be some, you know, free gifts for them or whatever, and they can learn more about me and uh, enter my sales funnel from mm -hmm. there. So. Um, yeah, spamming is just so bad, and you know why? Why do it when you can do it the way I think is the best, mm -hmm. my way, and have better results, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, if if this young woman had read my profile and worded it differently, said, you know, hey, I see that you're in social media, and I have a tip that you might find valuable, I would have thought that was fabulous, but it was clear to me that this was a cut and paste. I'm sending this message to every single person and on LinkedIn in particular, that's where I get offended very quickly. I love LinkedIn though for connecting uh, oh. with other business people. It is, LinkedIn has been very good right. for me as far as right. my business goes, but yeah. I use it in, in the way that I've told you. I mean, mm -hmm. I will actually go in. I don't just blindly accept, um, you know, request. Mm -hmm. I think even when you and I, I think now, now here's a little bit different scenario. I had already talked with you. We had, we were ready for the interview and mm -hmm. then realized we had not connected on LinkedIn. So obviously right. I could, you know, I'm just going to accept you mm -hmm. like that, but we've already had the connection. Mm -hmm. But if it's someone I haven't had a connection with, I just feel like it's a missed opportunity mm -hmm. if I don't yep. say something and start the conversation. Right. Even if it's nothing more than, uh, you know, I help people with their social media 
do do you feel like you know, I mean do you need some social media help for your mm-hmm. business? And usually say I've already looked to see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's the right. beauty of being of being mm-hmm. a social media consultant is that I can see what they're doing online. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I can see if it looks like it's working or not. Right. Well, and, and you mentioned that we just connected on LinkedIn. I also did the thing which I with you that I don't normally do on LinkedIn. Since we were already connected, I just let the generic LinkedIn request go that said, you know, I'd like to add you to my list of yeah, connections. exactly. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I think for transparency, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. should tell people that because that is not usually what we do, but we did it with each other because we yep. are – <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we and, already and, connected in a different way. Right. But when we were doing that, I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, we are doing exactly what we tell I know. not to do. I know. But not really because we had already connected. Mm-hmm. But yes. I, <laughs> well, typically, though, but, I still remind somebody, you know, even if I just met them. I will, you know, I'll send them a LinkedIn request and I'll say, hey, you know, it was great talking with you at, you know, the, the Cobb Chamber of Commerce. Because we meet so many people every day. And, you know, as much as I like to think I'm memorable, I might not be. So, you know, so I'd say in there, hey, you know, and I should have said, hey, Martha, it's going to be great to have you on my radio program. Looking forward to chatting with you. Just so that was kind of that little subtle reminder about how we knew each other. Right. Yeah, and, you know, in a perfect world, we probably would take time to do that. But honestly, because you're social media and I'm social media and we mm-hmm. not work. So, right. You know, we we skip that step. step. <laughs> yeah, we, spe- we let that a step. But what we're telling you on this call is uh, we don't usually uh, mm-hmm. skip that step. We right. usually, especially because most of the people that are connecting with me, I don't know them. I haven't mm-hmm. had um, any kind of um interaction with them so i do have to go look and see what it is that uh why they wanted to connect with me right mm-hmm. you know and 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 i think that's probably one of the best tips we can give especially for linkedin is to make sure that you have you know personalized that request you know, it may be, oh, yeah. you know, that we like to think that we, we are memorable, you know, but it could be that, you know, somebody doesn't remember or, you know, something was going on in their life. But it's also a great opportunity to point something out. You know, hey, we just met at that Cobb Chamber and here's a link to that article that we discussed or, you know, all oh, yeah. of those various yeah. things. You can tie that back in and, and really make that good connection. Now, you know, it doesn't really work that way on Twitter and on Facebook. You know, you can do a personal message to somebody on Facebook, but, you know, Twitter, you know, you're just kind of there. And I have to tell you, I love the fact that Twitter got rid of being able to have automated responses. Those just annoyed the yeah. heck out of me. Um, you know, yeah, they, when, yeah. And I never I clicked mean, them. You know, yeah, the social sites are evolving as we are evolving. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, going back to LinkedIn for a minute, I think uh, one thing that people forget, especially on that side, because it is um, businesses, you know, for me, I could easily put in my profile that I'm the CEO of Bestcon Marketing because mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. But let me, let me say this because this is a great tip, too. Nobody's going to find me looking for me like that. So next to my name, I've got what it is I do that they're right. going to be looking for. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, social media consultant, social mm-hmm. media trainer, you know, and I really want to um, – you know, just reiterate to your audience that we know that you're the CEO of something, but nobody's going to be looking for you under mm-hmm. that. You know, whatever your services are, that's what you need right. to put beside your name and sprinkle and, that throughout your profile. And it comes back to what you said earlier with the fact that it's it's what's in it for the, the other person. They don't care that you're the CEO or the chief marketing person or, you know, any of the, the various titles. What are you going to do for them? 
That's what they care about. Yeah, well, I think you put it in, if you're a CEO, you put it in there. But mm-hmm. in the beginning, you tell what it is, you know, that you can do for them because mm-hmm. that's what we're all looking for. And that's going to um, translate over into the LinkedIn search. Right. So, you know, I, I do like that site. I find it, what I love about LinkedIn is that the people on LinkedIn are ready to do business. Mm-hmm. They really understand more than the other sites uh, what it means to network, and they don't want the chit-chat. Right. If you've got something that uh, they want, you know, they're just going to get right down to business. And for that reason, I love LinkedIn mm-hmm. for, um, really, for lack of a better word, for prospecting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a good place because uh, people get it over there. Right. As far as mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, one of the things, you know, in, in your book, and again, it's called Be Social, Be Rich, that that I loved is towards the end, and you're talking about, you know, the the secret is to do something every day. The nice thing is it's little things, you know, and, and, and we've talked about how people felt overwhelmed. I love the fact that you say just one post on one site. <laughs> this is not go 20 times a day and post, you know, on five different sites. It's, you know, do something here, do something there. Really talk us through a little bit more about that. Yes, well, uh, one I one of my platforms that I tell people all the time is that you know because people are always asking me you know what do I post I don't know what to post okay go and sit down and write out 100 tips in your industry mm-hmm. because you are the expert in right. whatever business you're in you're the expert so write out 100 tips right then you have something to post for the mm-hmm. next 100 days mm-hmm. and so many things are created by you doing that. Uh, one thing is people start to see you as the expert mm-hmm. because you're putting out all these clever tips. They're also starting to follow you because you have now are becoming the top, their top of mind awareness mm-hmm. um, of what you do. So, so many benefits from that. So that is one of the best things that I can tell people as far as doing something every day. You, it doesn't have to be anything big. Mm-hmm. It can be just something simple like putting out your best tip for the day Mm-hmm. But if you do it every day, um, it starts to grow a following. Right. You know, and, and it's important that it's, you know, you, you've done 100 tips, 50 tips, whatever. You spread those out. You're not posting all of them all at once. No, one it, a day. I do one every morning. In fact, right. on my Facebook page, I do a social media tip every morning. Mm-hmm. Now they have evolved into blocking tips, business tips, you know, because mm-hmm. as my right. business has grown. But, um, yes, I do it every day, and I always encourage people to do it because Mm -hmm. um, that helps set you apart from the other people in your industry who Mm -hmm. are not doing it. (laughs) Right. Well, and and I forget who it was that told me, but they said one of the best things that they have have found is if they get a question from somebody in an email – they write that down, and then that's the the tip that they use. And, and, you know, so that's that's a – really good thing to think of is if one person asked you, you know, so maybe it was an email, maybe it was networking, you know, whatever. If one person asked, more than one person cares about it. You know, unfortunately, there or fortunately, there's no unique questions any longer. You know, so if if one person asked, you know, it it was, it it, people typically um, say, well, gee, I don't have anything to post. Well, what's your industry? Great example. Insurance. Holy cow. There are so many things that people are concerned about have questions about regarding insurance that I would think you could post every single day. And when they really start thinking of it that way, they realize, oh, 
I do have things that I can post. Absolutely. Everybody, you know what, you shouldn't be in business if you can't think of a hundred right. things about your business. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really believe that, and I, I preach that over and over. But that's the truth. And when people do comment on your tips, mm-hmm. always, always, always answer them back. Yes. Because you mm-hmm. have now started the conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, it just it's, it's such an easy to me thing to do. And it eliminates that, oh, my gosh, what do I post? You know, you're mm-hmm. posting the fact that you are an expert at, on that subject and you're letting mm-hmm. people know. Right. And you know, and you still can have the fun posts. Um, you know, that's part of what gets people interested. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I had Gina Carr and Terry Brock on who wrote Clout Matters. And, you know, the, the whole thing with clout is it's measuring your social media presence. And the fun posts that I do get far more reaction and interaction with people than, you know, some of the business things. So, but that keeps them kind of there and interested in me. Oh, yes. Well, that's the thing. Your story is what draws people mm-hmm. in. Right. I always make a joke. My mother's 92, and I always make the joke that when mother shows up on my wall, I'm going to get likes like crazy and comments like crazy. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is say, I'm visiting my mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll pick your mother, and everybody goes crazy because oh, yeah. she's a beautiful 92-year-old mm-hmm. woman. So, yes, but that's also part of my story. Mm-hmm. So uh, incorporate your story. And, yes, I want to say, uh, Gene and Terry, I love both of them. I know both of them very well, and their, mm-hmm. and their book on cloud is phenomenal. Right. So I wanted to get that little plug in, too, since you brought them up. You know, and, and I think it's important for people to understand that that kind of comes back to your online reputation, all of those things. It is what your social media presence is all about. You know, it's it's your influence, um, you know, and, and Maybe you are the stay-at-home mom who's just talking about, you know, the, the bake sale that you're having for, for your kid's school. You want people to read that, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, and, and so that's really why you want to do that. It's also great, you know, if you're the big multinational corporation and everything in between. And to me, that's the cool thing about social media is it really kind of levels the playing field. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Right. It's all about people and that's what we have to always keep in mind. It's, it's Perfect. people to people. Well, you know, amazingly, I just noticed that it is straight up noon here in Atlanta, which means we are out of time. So, um, Martha, this has been absolutely fabulous. Tell me one more time, tell all of us how we can connect with you online. My site is MarthaGiffen.com, and you can find me there. You can find me at any of the social media sites. I use my name everywhere. It's Martha Perfect. Perfect, perfect, and that's G-I-F-F-E-N. Um, so, and, and if you're not connected with me, well, why the heck not? I'm like Martha. It's pretty easy to find me. Go to debcreer.com, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R. Um, next week, we will be talking with Patty Farmer, who is an international speaker, author, radio show host, and a business growth strategist. So until then, have a great time. Again, Martha, thank you so much. And we will definitely have you on again because we just barely scratched the surface here. Thank you. Great. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. More stimulating talk radio. MileHighRadio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.